welcome back to our Worth More Than a Number, a weekly podcast where I share experiences and advice for people going through recovery, recovered, or just want some encouragement. This week is a little different because I am joined by an extremely amazing and inspirational woman who has been very essential and helpful during mine and other people's recovery. Her name is Daphne Fisher. Daphne has the most inspirational YouTube videos and Instagram posts. I will make sure to leave her links down below so that you can check her out because you really should. Welcome, Daphne. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. What's new in your life? Anything exciting? Oh, I am just currently learning how to uh, juggle a million plates in the air at the moment. But uh, I guess one thing I can talk about is I have a workbook coming out on Monday. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. It's something I've been working on all summer long. Uh, I, I live in Los Angeles and I am an actress, but, you know, I started this YouTube channel to document my own recovery through my own eating disorder. And um, the workbook is kind of about how, uh, like, how spirituality and artistry and the divine feminine and these different energies and archetypes have helped me heal mm-hmm. my eating disorder. And it's kind of like, it's like a five-day workbook to... I don't know, jumpstart people along their way. So that's so of, cool. I'm really excited. Put a lot yeah. of into it. But yeah, so that's that's coming out on Monday. So that's kind of taken up a lot of my time is getting everything set up for that. Where can people pick it up? Is there like a website or? Yes, I, my website is daffyfisher.com. Pretty straightforward. So I'll have all the links to everything on my social media profiles, Instagram, YouTube, the whole work. So okay. it'll be pretty easy to find. <laughs> cool. Well, that's cool. That's exciting. Yeah. Um, I am excited you're here with us today. You've, you're amazing. I've been following your YouTube channel and Instagram for a really long time now, and I just love it. It's always Thank such you. a good – it's just – it puts me in a better mood because, you know, social media is not the greatest thing in the world. But No. <laughs> <laughs> It always, I see your posts and I'm always like, oh, check into reality and it just feels good. Um, Thank you. Yeah, I was hoping you could share a little bit bit about your story of how your eating disorder began and like recovery. Would you mind doing that? Yeah, yeah, no problem. I always find this so difficult to do, as I'm sure you know, just because Mm -hmm. it's so complex and layered and I feel like most of us can't really pinpoint the the one moment that it began is, is, you know, it's just kind of a slow for me oh, yeah. to dip into it. And then you try and pull yourself out and then I fall back in, you know, so yeah, a lot of that for me, but I will attempt to, to <laughs> condense it down. Uh, but basically I, I had kind of spent my whole life dealing with body image stuff. My family was very body conscious and, uh, as a child, I didn't really pay too much attention to it. I I think I had binge eating tendencies without realizing what they were as mm-hmm. a kid, just because I, I knew there was this this feeling that I got when I when I would eat a lot of sugary foods and yeah. fat. But I, I didn't I didn't know what it was. It just it made me feel better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and when I, my mom was a very, very big health nut. So we never had any kind of junk food or anything like that in the house. It was always very, 
you eat healthy and we were always doing different diets and cutting out this food and cutting out that food and uh, I just I remember when I went into middle school and I I got access to like a cafeteria for the first time and I didn't no one was packing my lunch and I could get whatever I wanted it was just went a little bit crazy and I got really mm-hmm. excited and I uh, I remember I was in seventh grade and and my mom she she doesn't remember this. We fight about it. <laughs> Not we. I won't say we fight about it, but she is very adamant that this didn't happen. And I'm like, Mom, it's burned into my brain. I remember it happening. <laughs> but essentially, she told me that I needed to lose a bit of weight, that I was looking kind of chubby. And uh, that wasn't the moment that I fell into my disorder. But I remember like my my brain kind of switching on into the world of calories and paying attention to what I was eating and and making sure that I wasn't eating too much. I remember asking my best friend if she would help me eat healthier and it just kind of became a new awareness for me. But Mm -hmm. I think what, when it really started to go south is when I went into high school two years later and uh, everything kind of changed. A lot of stuff was going on in my family life. My parents were fighting all the time. My sister was really rebelling a lot. And I feel like I assumed the role of needing to be the perfect child. I felt like if I could just cause no harm that yeah. you know, I would be more loved because it was a very explosive environment at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, it had been my whole life, but very, very much more heightened in high school. And then on top of that, my whole friend group kind of fell apart. And I dated this boy who I thought was like, you know, oh, my God, he was such a cool kid. And I felt like such a dork. And that ended up being kind of an emotionally abusive relationship. And I got bullied by some girls in school. So I just had all yeah. these things happening at once. And um, I just I, I don't remember the moment that it clicked in my head of like I can control food it just I I just remember it kind of slowly happening I remember yeah. getting more obsessed with calories I remember being more obsessed with eating less calories it was just like a slow thing of I can control this this makes me feel good and uh I was off to the races from there yeah that's kind of that was kind of me too I don't really like I have specific events that I'll say like yeah that's kind of when it started but yeah as for like actually like when I started like oh I can control like you said I don't really know like when it actually clicked it just all of a sudden started happening so yeah exactly and then it's like when when you finally become aware of it you're too deep in it and Mm -hmm. you don't know how to get out like I didn't remember how I got there so I couldn't retrace my steps if I wanted to it's like yeah okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah um well that's thank you for sharing that yeah Um, I before we move on to anything else the one last thing I did want to say was I think what really made it worse is I after my sophomore year of high school, I moved away from home without mm-hmm. my family and I moved to Los Angeles and I've essentially been living on my own since I was 16 years old. No friends, no family that why well, I obviously have friends now, but yeah. <laughs> I moved to this completely new place without knowing anyone. And so that like really put, a, you know, gas on the fire. And yeah, those years were probably <laughs> the worst, but uh, yeah, so that's, it's kind of in my journey of, I mean, for all of us, finding our way out of it, right? Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, 
Yeah, I had no idea you moved away when you were 16. That's yeah. so young. <laughs> I know, it's kind of crazy. I, I Looking back, I'm like, how am I not dead? <laughs> <laughs> That's so crazy. Um, I also wanted to talk about acceptance and how yeah. to accept your body because I know that's like a really big topic. You've talked about that in your YouTube channel before and your social media. And I just thought like maybe we could like I could ask you like a few questions. Just yes. Like, totally. Okay. So what do you think like the first step or like thing that you should realize when accepting your body? Like, when you should start being like, okay, this is my body. I need to just accept it. Like, what is that first, like, thing that you need to do? Yeah. Do that – this was one of the the hardest things for me. And I I remember I, I did this – I ironically did this course on acceptance because I was just having the hardest time with it. And one of the things that they said that absolutely blew me away and changed everything for me was – what they said acceptance actually was, they were like, total acceptance is when you can make peace with the fact that whatever you're experiencing, whatever you're feeling, whatever you're thinking goes away in the next instant or persists for the rest of your life. Meaning you have to accept this for the rest of your life. And mm. that really, really hit me because when I was accepting things, I was accepting them thinking like, okay, I'm going to accept this and then it'll go away in a second. And when that didn't happen, it would make me more frustrated. And then, cause I, I wasn't really accepting it. I was accepting it to get to the next step of like, okay, go away now. Yeah. And so that really, really kind of changed the way that I viewed my body because it wasn't, uh, I'm going to accept my body and then, you know, when I change it, I'll really like it more. You know, it was like, no, yeah. I have to accept that this will be the way that my body looks like for the rest of my life. It, yeah. pro- it obviously won't be. Like, that's not going to happen. Rarely does something persist for the rest of your life. But if you can accept that it will, like, well, then that's acceptance. It's just yeah. crazy for me. <laughs> that is crazy. I feel like acceptance of, like, your body and yourself is, like, one of the hardest things when it comes to recovering because yes. you go for such a long time. Even if you don't realize it, you think that, like, just because, like, everything that you do, like, from counting calories and, yeah. like, all of that, just that all has to do with you're not happy with the way you look. Yes. And so – that was something that was hard for me to realize for a while. Like I thought it was just like, oh, I was just eating small amounts. I didn't realize that it was connected. Yeah. And then once I realized it was connected, I was like, oh, this is a lot harder <laughs> than yeah. I thought it was. Yeah. And totally. And then going even further than that is like realizing that I'm unhappy with my body, not because I'm actually unhappy with my body, but because there are thoughts and feelings and emotions within me that I don't want to look at and that are really painful and that I use being unhappy with my body as a distraction from them or as an outlet for them. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, what about, uh, what about, how do you keep yourself positive when going through like a really hard time? Like what kinds of things do you do when you're like having a really hard time? Ah, this is so twofold because (laughs) I think for me, I I don't know about you, but I grew up in a household feeling like I always had to be positive all Mm -hmm. the time. Like I didn't feel like I was allowed to ever feel anything other than happy emotions. Mm. 
And so sometimes I think that we just need to feel them. You know, sometimes I think we need to have shitty days. Sometimes I think Mm -hmm. that just accepting, going back to acceptance, just accepting (laughs) that you're not happy right now. That I'm angry, I'm sad, I'm pissed off. I, I don't like what I'm feeling right now. Like sometimes it's okay to have that and giving myself that permission to, to be angry, to be sad, almost made, like almost made it go away. Cause I wasn't placing the judgment on it of like, yeah. oh, I'm not allowed to be angry. I'm not allowed to be sad. Um, mm-hmm. so that was really big for me, giving myself permission to just like feel all my feels. Mm-hmm. And then also something that I, that I never really started doing until a few months ago was like, if acceptance is accepting the thought in your head, then, you know, we can, we can, it gives us space to replace that thought. I'm trying to like figure out how to explain this, but (laughs) but, you know, we have these negative thoughts in our head of like, Oh, my body sucks. I hate this. I don't want to do this. And a lot of recovery is learning to kind of, accept that voice and not give it power and say, well, I'm not going to listen to you anyways. Mm -hmm. And something that really helped me up my positivity was having like little mantras that I would put in its place. Every time that thought popped into my head, Oh, I don't like this. I hate this about myself. I'd automatically say, okay, I hear you. I accept that. But here, let's say this instead. And then, so I would say my little mantra of of whatever it was. And that, was very helpful for me to just Mm -hmm. immediately have something to put in its place. Not because I didn't accept the other thing, but because like this makes me feel better. (laughs) No. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally, I see that. I guess like, I always am curious like how other people do it. Cause for me, like I obviously I'm, I grew up in a household where you, I didn't feel like I had to be positive all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, I still ended up like, feeling ashamed about some emotions and I guess like because that's just what happens when you have an eating disorder but I think for me like I always like I said I'm always curious about how how other people like stay positive because what I do is like I've tried so many different things like I've been told to journal and that never worked (laughs) I've been told to like meditate and that works for like a couple minutes and then I can't stop thinking about their stuff my mind's not good at just like calming so yeah. <laughs> uh, oh yeah I, guess... I mean all the self-care things like it really also depends on the situation like mm-hmm. sometimes journaling is great sometimes meditating is great sometimes yes. taking a bath is great yes but sometimes I I call it rage boot camp and it makes me feel so good sometimes <laughs> I will literally go in a room by myself and I'll just start punching pillows and screaming <laughs> and saying it's not fair I hate it all screw this screw that like just scream for like 10 minutes and I walk away feeling so much better. No, yeah, yeah. There was a time where my dad and I were out to dinner and I was having a moment and I just was like, excuse myself. And I like sat in the car and like was screaming and I was like, people probably like can hear me, but I don't really care. No, sometimes you just gotta let it out. It was great. Yeah. Um, No, yeah, but you are true. I used to, that was like my main thing I did for like like being positive and like calming myself down was I would take baths but it became like kind of like 
an obsession almost. Mm. Like as I was recovering and getting rid of like the unhealthy obsessions, that was taking its place. And so I like couldn't go at night. Like it would stress me out if I didn't take a bath one Mm. day. And so I was like, maybe that I should stop doing this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because like sometimes you can't take a bath, especially now that I'm in college. I can't. I can't take baths in college. Um, No, I get I've definitely had things like that, too. Yeah. You you cling to the one thing that makes you feel better. It's okay. We got to go through the whole journey of it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was, like, shocked that that, like, turned into something because I was talking with my, like, therapist nutritionist, and I was like, like, is this, like, they were like, that's unhealthy. Like, they were telling me that that's probably become an obsession. And I was, like, not believing them. Because I was like, no, it's not unhealthy. I'm not doing anything unhealthy. Mm-hmm. But they had to, like, convince me that, no, it is. <laughs> um, yep. But how do you, um, how did you, like, how does one detox their social media? Because we all, like I said before, social media is really yeah bad and like yeah the easy way to say it is like unfollow people of course but like what is like sometimes it's like hard because they just ads are there so how do you like keep yourself from like obsessing over like a ad you see (laughs) oh yeah I'm laughing because I will do this so much yeah they have like conversations with myself where I'm like like I, I would unfollow people and then I'd still like sometimes go search them out And I remember having the realization where this was self-destructive behavior, that this was self-abuse. And I didn't think it was. I was just like, oh, I'm just going to go look at Instagram. But I I had the recognition and I I also talked about it with my therapist at the time of like, I'm doing this to make myself feel shitty about myself. Yeah. I'm masking it as something else. Oh, it's harmless. It's fine. But no, I would always walk away feeling worse about myself. And I knew I shouldn't be doing it, but I was doing it anyways. Yeah. And, um, yeah, de- social media is so hard. I've kind of made a rule for myself because it would be especially bad in the evening. Like right before mm-hmm. bed, I would like have this time that it would go on Instagram and I would go to bed every night just feeling like shit. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> no, you can. <laughs> okay. But, um, but so I kind of made the rule for myself that past like, seven or seven thirty I I won't go on my phone anymore mm-hmm. like especially social media and so setting boundaries for myself is very helpful I won't go on social media if I'm feeling certain ways if I'm upset about something or if I'm having a particularly bad day or you know depressive episode anything like that like I I won't let myself go on social media yeah so I think on on top of like you know like we said you can unfollow people being being really really real with yourself about the people that you should be following and shouldn't mm-hmm. be following how do you feel when you look at their profile how do you feel when you walk away from social media it's especially hard with friends too because you know I live in LA and I have a lot of friends who are very body image focused and I've had to have a couple of hard conversations with them and be like look I love you and you are doing absolutely nothing wrong this has nothing to do with you this is about my mental health and I cannot follow you right now and in, a, yeah. in the future in a few months I will follow you back I promise I adore you I love you but this is for me and I, I'm sorry but I have to be a little bit selfish right now and mm-hmm. they always you know people understand when you're real with them and honest with them and you know, don't make them feel like they're doing something wrong, but really own it for yourself. Yeah. 
I don't know. Social media is hard. <laughs> it's hard. No, yeah. There it's, is this part of us that's like, oh, I want to look at that girl that makes me feel shitty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I And that's like a thing I think is like what's hard for people and myself is like having those hard conversations. I mean, I'm okay with it now, but for a oh, while yeah. it's hard because it's just like you don't your, – your mind starts doing like worst case scenario like what if they don't want to be my friend anymore what if this and that and it's like but if they were to do all of that stuff then they weren't really your friend to begin with because they understand if you need to the people are more understanding than your mind makes them out to be (laughs) one thousand percent and I think also a lot of us feel like there's this shame around triggers like you're not supposed to have them or if you really you know recovered and you're really healing then that wouldn't bother you that shouldn't bother Mm -hmm. you and you have to kind of be able to own that that you're when you're going through recovery I think you're allowed to have your triggers you're allowed yeah in order to support my recovery right now I can't look at this stuff I can't Mm -hmm. and that's okay and there's nothing wrong with that and that doesn't mean anything Mm -hmm. about me yeah at least for me, I had to do that. No, like, no, yeah. Like, oh, I should. This shouldn't upset me, but it was. So, no, I went through a big period, like how you did. You had ups and downs. Mm-hmm. I definitely did. And there, whenever I'd have a down, I would like beat myself up, and I'd like get mad and be like, "I shouldn't be feeling this way. This shouldn't be happening," and all that. Yeah. And I kept just, and I kept just having to have a reality check and being like, "No." You're not, you have to go through the ups and downs to recover. You're not going to just be an uphill the oh, whole way. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> it would be so nice if it was just a straight shot. Yeah. <laughs> that would be amazing. Um, uh, <laughs> no, but the boundaries thing, the boundaries thing is really, I think that's a really good piece of advice. Cause even for me, like, I feel like that'd be really good for me. Cause I, I definitely try to only go on social media a few times, like once or twice a day, like because I used to go on all the time and I've noticed that when I go on it more times, I'm in a worse mood. And mm-hmm. so I like to just go on once or twice. So that's like my main boundary. But I think I might try the whole like when you're feeling sad not to go on because a lot of times I go on when I'm feeling sad and then I feel worse. Yeah. And you think, because it's like a distraction to you, like, oh, I just want to do something to distract myself. So you go on social media and you're like, this was a terrible idea. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Um, it's like anything. So now, but yeah, I'm definitely, that, that was a really good, I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, was there it like me a lot. Yeah, it's, it sounds like it's really helpful. I, I think it will be, yeah. It's just crazy because like you think, you rope social media, or at least I did. I roped it in with like all forms of like it, kind of like, so like I watched like, YouTube and Netflix mm-hmm. and stuff when I'm to distract myself and so I just wrap like Instagram and Snapchat and all that in it when really that's like separate because yes. YouTube you can be and Netflix you can be selective of exactly what you want to watch but Snapchat yes. and Instagram you, you don't get to choose what comes up on your feed like yeah. all you get to choose is who you follow or not you don't get to choose what they post like mm-hmm. so it's like distinguishing and Instagram is two. also you know it's also very curated it's what oh yeah want you to see it's and I mean even me like I I know that I try and be as honest and raw and real as possible on my Instagram but still like I'll take pretty pictures and I will edit them I mean I don't like 
alter my body. I'm not here with Facetune or something, you know, but I will put a filter over it. Oh, yeah. But, but you know, so it's just, it's it's never the real honest truth. Yeah, and I've noticed that with myself. Like, I I was never, like, fake. I, was, I didn't say I was fake on Instagram, but I have an Instagram, and then I made a Finsta, which is, like, a spam, I guess. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. people. So I made one of those last year to be, like, my real one where I like rant and stuff and then like this year I posted like like the end of I think it was like the end of August like the first week of September I posted something really real and honest on my real Instagram and because I was like finally like why am I trying to be why am I being real on this Instagram and only letting certain people follow it Mm -hmm. and then on my other Instagram I'm being like not real really and pretending everything's together in my life when everything's not together and so I've tried to be more real and just yeah I've had to have try and find a balance with that too because you know I don't I also don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to take pretty pictures and and wanting to you know like I think there's something very creative and artistic I think it's a great outlet especially you know I'm I am an artist and I'm surrounded by artists and I, I love the creativity that comes with a platform like that. So, but I've also had to find a real balance where it's like, am I not going to post a picture because it doesn't go with my feed? You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I'm definitely, I've been trying to be more conscious of that because I haven't really been posting on my Finsta well really recently. Cause I'm just like, why do I have to be two different people when I can yeah. be one? But also oh, I don't yeah. want to only post real stuff like I want to like you said I'm gonna post like pretty pictures like find that balance between the two because you don't want to depress people and like always be (laughs) posting these sad posts no and it also there it is also is fun for you and it makes you feel good to like like I said it's an it's a creative process to go take a a pretty picture for yeah exactly exactly um yeah go ahead (laughs) oh I was just gonna ask um another question about because I was thinking you live in LA and like Mm. that's gotta that has to be hard with an eating disorder (laughs) because it's like LA is very health I feel like it's a very health conscious city I could be wrong but I feel like it is right (laughs) so how has that been like living there and like having all these people around you and just like all the Mm -hmm. trends where you see it's like really health conscious and you are recovering how has that been that was um, <laughs> it was really hard. It's 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 definitely gotten easier because obviously as you move through recovery, like I care less mm-hmm. <laughs> about mm-hmm. what people are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it is hard. Everyone likes to talk about their diets, and and you're surrounded by people that are exercising and doing juice cleanses and are really super tiny and are always mm-hmm. put together. And, and, uh, it, it was hard for me for a time to like not constantly compare my bodies to theirs or compare my diet to theirs. Or I, I feel like a lot of us too do this. I used to have this really unhealthy obsession of like always trying to watch like what I eat in the days on YouTube and like always mm-hmm. mimicking what other people were doing. It's just this constant, yeah. And I feel like the city that I lived in really heightened that of like, I just felt like I could always be eating better, always be doing more, always be exercising more. And yeah, I've had to, 
a big thing in recovery for me was learning to just like strip it all away. And I literally had to stop doing all of it. I had to stop exercising. I had to stop, you know, trying to have the best diet and really just eat whatever and not care about yeah. it. And that was so hard for me, especially because I didn't feel my best doing it. I loved it. I loved the freedom of it. I, I really, for, for the time, was just like, I don't want to exercise. I don't care what I'm eating. I'm going to eat donuts yeah. every day. Like, I needed yeah. to have that. It was so important for me, and I'm mm-hmm. so glad that I did. Mm-hmm. But that, you know, now I've had to find the balance between it where I'm like, maybe I won't eat, you know, donuts every day, but yeah, yeah, a donut. It's great. So it's, it's been a lot. I feel like so much of recovery is finding balance because we're such mm-hmm. like black and white thinkers of like, it's this or it's that, it's this or it's that. You're either only eating junk food or you're only eating healthy food. And I hate those terms too. <laughs> yeah. I hate yeah. labeling food. Like, why do we have to do that? Or like but, cheat days, those drive me crazy. Oh my yeah. god, I think this. Oh yeah, I and, hate when people post that. Like I had a cheat day. I'm like that. I just yeah. can't even respond. <laughs> it makes me so mad. Oh, it's like a big thing in LA is like no guilt foods and stuff. Like I made a no guilt version of this. I'm like, what? Well, why do you? Why is there guilt in the first place? Like, yeah. Why, why do we? I'm not even LA. That's just diet culture in general. Yeah, it's so bad. Um, no, yeah, that's. Yeah, I I could imagine it. And I know you said I had to stop doing exercising as well because not because I got really into it. It was oh, like I had the damaging. Worst exercise addiction. It, it was, was so bad. Brutal. Like I would go, it got so bad and mine was like running based. Like it got Same. so bad that like it would be snowing and I would mm-hmm. make myself go. Oh, and I like I ran through countless injuries. Yeah. Uh shin splints. I, it was, I was, then the amount, how, like, it is, you always are one-upping yourself, so, like, the amount of mileage that I got to at the end of it was absurd. I don't know how I was doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, there were some days, like, I don't even know, like, I, like, didn't want to go, forced myself to go, and I, like, he, like, the eating disorder told me that I felt good afterwards, but in reality, I felt terrible because yeah. I didn't want to go. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that was something that was, that definitely had to stop. But you do yoga now, don't you? Yeah, that was kind of my saving grace of like, <laughs> when I quit the gym, I picked up yoga and, and it wasn't even like I was doing like two hours of yoga. It was like, I would literally do 15 minutes of yoga in the morning, mm-hmm. 15 to 20 minutes. And it was, it just, it made me feel good. It helped center me in my body. And I don't know, it was like very much it really helps with my acceptance journey, yeah. I suppose, of just, like, this is my body. This is what I'm doing. This is, like, yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's a lot more connected with your body than something, like, running or mm-hmm. like the elliptical. No, I love yoga. It's so relaxing. Like, yeah. it really puts you, like, cause, I don't know, especially, like, the voice. I mean, I always listen to – the ones I do always have, like, a voice. Yeah. And so, like, it always, like – it calms me down. Yeah. Um, but going back to like the what I eat in a day, is that you said you you uh, watch those a lot. <laughs> is that why you like um, kind of stopped showing like everything in your yeah. YouTube videos? Because you yeah. were like, I don't want to hurt, damage other people. Yeah. When I, when I first started, I was 
yeah, back at the beginning of this year, it was a big eye opener for me because I really thought I was a lot further along in my recovery process mm-hmm. than I actually was, which I think happens to a lot of us. Oh but, yeah, oh um, yeah. So when I when I first started my channel, it was purely uh, as a way to keep myself accountable. I didn't yeah. think anyone would watch. <laughs> I was just like, yeah. this is just like I want. Because I found out that, like, when I filmed myself, I would actually eat the things that I said I was going to eat. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know why. It just help, really helped keep me accountable. And then as I got, you know, further into my channel and a lot of people were actually watching me and I got – I went I, – I progressed in my recovery more and I, I didn't feel like, you know, if I wasn't filming it, I wasn't going to eat it. I wasn't in that space anymore. It was like – yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I feel good about the things that I'm eating and I don't have to worry about not eating them. So I don't feel it's necessary to show everything that I eat because I also know that that was a thing that I would do during my disorder is like I would watch so many what I eat in the days and to, to justify what I was eating, to try and improve what I was eating, to, you know, mm-hmm. all of these things. It was it was not very healthy behavior, so I just didn't want to contribute to that, I guess. No, I yeah. I feel like it's such a gray area because it can be so helpful in recovery to see, like, oh, my gosh, this person is eating a lot, too. Like, I feel better. But also, like, I don't know. You but it goes back to the balance that. thing. Yeah. yeah. Because, like – I've seen, like, when I found your channel, I really liked it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, maybe I should try watching the other ones to see, like, what they're like. And um, your no one's was, like, yours was, like, so much real, like, more real, I felt like. And, like, yeah. but, like, the thing where it's, like, it's a balance because I watched one girl's video and, like, she was showing what she was eating in recovery. And I was, like. I eat way more than that and I'm worse than you. Like that doesn't make any sense. And so like, or I'm not as bad as you and that doesn't make any sense. And so it was like helping me make me judge myself. And I was like, maybe I shouldn't watch this anymore. Yeah. And I think that's such a huge thing for so many of us who have disorders is, is this comparison. It's because it is such a nature of the disorder to compare your body, to compare what you're doing to other people, to compare if, they're sicker than you if you're sicker than them if I I, and so I just to me it felt like the what I eat in a day is when you show everything can Mm -hmm. be such a breeding ground for that of that comparison of well we well I'm not eating as much as her well she's eating more than me or well she doesn't eat as you know I eat more processed foods and there's just a lot of yeah in it so I was just like I don't know I just and then, you know, it is the internet, so I would get a lot of food policing or... Yeah. And then I think it, when you do that, it also... I would notice that I would get a lot more messages from girls telling me, like, their specific diets and their exist, exact this and that and almost asking for permission if this was okay. And you were like, ah, I'm not a nutritionist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I just, you know, found a happy medium in yeah. showing some things and... Oh, yeah. Um, going back to acceptance, um, mm-hmm. what do you think was the hardest part? You've kind of touched on it, but, like, the hardest part for you and, like, if there was, like, an easy part, what do you think those were when accepting your body? <sighs> That's a good question <laughs> <laughs> because I think it changes so much 
day to day and as you progress further, the things that feel hard to me now um, were truthfully not even on my radar before. You know, it, the things that used to be hard for me are easy for me now. Um, but I, I guess, let me think, the hardest thing. I think, no, because I have, like, so many ideas in my head. I think maybe, I I guess I think the hardest thing is is accepting my own journey. I guess this goes back to comparison. Like, I spent so much of my life looking at other people and wanting to be more like them and wanting to have their life and have my life go like their life. Mm -hmm. And I think the biggest thing that I've had to accept is that I am who I am and my life is what it is. Mm -hmm. And to own that and love that and stop trying to find fault within it if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, especially because I, you know, I have a lot of friends out here who are quote unquote more successful than me. You know, I'm still struggling to find my footing as an actress and I have friends who are series regulars on television shows and who are in movies now. And it's just like, I see no difference between them and myself I'm like, we're in class together. I'm just, you know, good as you. I'm putting air quotes, but you can't see. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But so I used to just have this intense, and I think it really stemmed from my disorder, but this is just intense um, envy and jealousy and beating myself down because my life wasn't like somebody else's. Mm -hmm. And. I also always just felt like I always needed to be fixing something about myself. Mm-hmm. And I think just accepting that, like, I am okay. <laughs> yeah. As I am. Like, I'm fine. I'm good. I'm okay. <laughs> I can accept who I am. Yeah. Oh, which is not an easy thing to do. <laughs> oh, no, no. Not at all. <laughs> yeah, I, like, had a, I've had, like, similar, like, I was really bad with comparing myself, and it was to the point where, like, I didn't even realize I was doing it, because I would mm-hmm. just, like, I'd see a girl, and I, and I would, like, there'd be a thought in my head, but, like, I didn't connect it until later on that that's what I was doing. Yeah. Um, and for a while, when I was a child, I would constantly, like, I would, because, like, I grew up, my mom has always been, she was kind of the opposite of your mom. She was always been, like, struggled with her weight, and so she's mm-hmm. always been, like, very, unhappy now Mm -hmm. she's at a point where she is happy but she was at a point for a while where she was unhappy and so just hearing those constant comments didn't help obviously but Mm -hmm. um it just made me start like thinking well I don't want to look like that I don't want to deal with that when I get up get older so I like would start trying to fix that and making sure I was like not eating the same stuff as her and stuff because I was trying to over like yeah control it and it just it wasn't until I accepted myself saying, well, you're not going to be like her because you're not her. Oh. And Oh, my gosh, yeah. So it's, it wasn't until I, like, finally realized and accepted that when I actually, like, began to accept myself. Yeah. And there still are bad days. Like, I won't lie. Like, oh, I no, still have course. days everywhere. You're human. Does. You're human. Yeah. <laughs> There's but, definitely. Yeah. I think that's 
I find that so fascinating about people too, is I, I think we all have that moment when mm-hmm. we move into our own adulthood where we realize that our parents have their own traumas and their own stuff that they're dealing with and that oh, they're yeah. not perfect beings mm-hmm. and that, you know, they make mistakes and they mess up. That was such a huge thing for me to realize because I had so much resentment towards my parents when I was in my disorder and we have such a great relationship now, but for a while it was really bad because I just put all of my anger at them. Yeah. And I, I remember realizing that like, Oh, they're not perfect. They mess Uh up. Yeah. Yeah. I have, um, my last question for you is, um, was there like a person that you had in your life or a thing that you did that you think was the most influential in your recovery? Mm. Was there a person? I think I'd, I have always been a, a bookworm my mm-hmm. whole life. Yeah. I loved reading. Yes. I used to stay up until like three in the morning when I was 12 <laughs> years old reading books. Mm-hmm. And I think finding books and stories have been just the most influential. I mean, I just relate so much to the human experience, which is why mm-hmm. I think I always loved finding people that were going through similar things and, and feeling similar things, which is why I think YouTube is such an amazing place. And oh, yeah, podcasts are so amazing. And mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I remember reading this book when I was uh, when I was just like first starting to recover. I don't even know how I found it. I randomly pulled it off a shelf in Barnes and Nobles. And it was called Elena Vanishing. And it was about a girl it was a true story about a girl struggling with her eating disorder. And it was the first thing that I read that was like so perfectly mirrored to me what I was feeling. Cause at that point I don't even think I'd fully admitted that like I had an eating disorder, you know, it was mm-hmm. still like a food thing. That's <laughs> what my family <laughs> called it. Um, but I just remember reading that and realizing that I didn't have to live my life that way. And then from there, you know, I, I found a string of, podcasts and books and videos and all these things that that have helped me along the way but I think that's always just the most influential thing for me and I think it's why I love acting and telling stories but it's Mm -hmm. just because I think there's something so profoundly amazing about finding people and stories and things that help you see yourself through them and that's what those things always did for me is realizing that I'm okay, that I'm not alone, that other people are feeling this way too. And that, you know, a different future is possible. And yeah, there's something just so uh, like cathartic about that. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, I love, I've always been a bookworm as well, but that's yeah. so, that's so interesting. That's just so cool. I've, I like that a lot. <laughs> yeah. And even just like reading books that aren't about eating disorders. But oh, like, yeah. Like reading books. Well, one, just reading books in general. Everyone go read some books. But I yes. <laughs> like I got really into like spirituality books mm-hmm. and like just books about life. And yes. I don't know. I went on a whole, a whole journey with it. Yeah. But because like it, it like plays with your imagination more than like TV can. Because when you're reading, you can like you create what the characters. It. Yeah. yeah. That's I I love that about books. Oh, me too. Um, 
Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it was a real <laughs> treat having you on here. I've, like I said, I look up to you so much. Like, I, you were just amazing. You and and um, Macy, who I watch her YouTube now mm-hmm. too, because you were on her. She was on your channel a couple weeks ago, and yeah, I. You guys are just both amazing, and that I so much. <laughs> well, it's true. Um, but uh, yeah, it was great talking with you about every life and just like how the struggle is real. It's just great yeah. talking with someone who also gets it, and it's yeah. not like um, just a friend who's trying to be supportive. Like I love talking yeah. to my friends, but like they don't get it. Yes. like someone mm-hmm. like us that like goes through it. Yeah. Um, well, I really enjoy talking with you too. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Um, uh, and I will make sure to have all of your social media down below so people can check you out. Cause you're amazing. Thank um, you. and, uh, yeah. Um, and guys, uh, as for everyone else, I will have my blog posted down below so you guys can check that out because I uploaded a new post um today oh well, Saturday this you get never mind I will upload it on Saturday <laughs> um uh yeah and I just hope that you guys remember that you guys are all loved and that every someone you all matter in this world and just to reach out to someone this week that you've been hesitating to or that you like they need help or you need help because you want to talk to someone do it it's only it's it seems really scary but it's really worth it Mm -hmm. um and yeah um i will see you guys uh in another podcast and i hope you guys enjoyed it and daphne i loved having you it was great thanks i loved being here (laughs) (laughs) anyway guys you are all loved and i'll see you guys later Bye.